Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. I've watched that video 10 times and it still nails me in the head, um, in the heart. I I cried like a baby first service. I'm doing better second. Um, There are so many awesome things happening in Foundations Church and through Foundations Church. That just excites me beyond belief and I could preach all day about what God is doing in Kenya through you. And I just really want to echo the sentiments of that, that whole video. Thank you. As your pastor, thank you for getting it. Thank you for not building your castle, but for building his kingdom. It just doesn't happen by chance. It happens on purpose because you have the mind of Christ and the heart of Christ. And there are awesome, awesome, awesome things. I will tell you, pretty much the doors are wide open for what God wants us to do at Foundations foundations through Kenya or through Foundations at Kenya. I said that backwards. My dyslexia is kicking in again. Um, but uh, the pastors, the leaders in Kenya, they're just said, man, whatever you want to do, come in. We just appreciate all that you are doing for Kenya. And so thank you, Foundation Church, for what you are doing. Um, there's some really cool things getting ready to happen um, as we put playgrounds and we're putting schools and we're putting water wells where they're needed. Um, just really, really cool things are happening and it's exciting to get to be a part of. Um, but what I love is that life change isn't just happening in Kenya, it's happening right here. If you missed baptism service last week, man, whoo, it was powerful in this place. One of the best baptism services I've ever been to. Um, there wasn't a dry eye in the place when they were leaving. Um, So it was incredible. If you missed it, go back and watch it because I promise you, you will be glad you did. Today we're in our second week of a series called Fundamentals, Fundamentals. Um, And we are pushing back to next week our Connect Group kickoff that is outside because it rained. In case you didn't know, it did rain. I thought like, I saw animals lining up two by two. I didn't know what was going on. Um, It's like, what's happening right now? Um, But uh, so we're pushing that off till next week. Um, but today we're in our second week of fundamentals and, and, and this whole series is about this. So many times you go to athletics, you go to 
football, you go to baseball, both of those are in season right now, and you see, you see so many kids that are flashy, man, you see so many kids that can put a lick on somebody, and they can nail somebody, but they can't wrap up and tackle, right? And you're like, just wrap him up and tackle him. Stop trying to hit him so hard. They got the one-handed catch, but they can't run a correct route, you know, on their, on their football play, and, and they, they, they look good, but they don't have the true fundamentals to be good, right? They're, they're, they're flashy, but they're not, they forgot the fundamentals that really make a player a great dynamic player. And if we're not careful, what happens on the athletic field, what happens on the court, what happens, man, on the football field, on the baseball field can happen within our church. And we look good because we're planting churches in Kenya. We look good because we're growing and we don't have enough seats. And we look good because our children, but, but if we're not careful, we can forget about the main things Jesus really told us to be about. Last week we talked about we're called to love people not like us, that don't like us, and that we don't like, right? Um, and a lot of us, we were really challenged with that. Um, I'm, I'm there with you. It's a challenge sometimes. And this week, I want to talk to you about something that a lot of us aren't real good at either, and it is called listening. Listening, right? <laughs> don't laugh that hard. Um, there were, I, I can talk but do I take time to listen? Some of us, our prayer life is great, but our listening life stinks and is non-existent. And we don't know the voice of God because we're not taking time to hear the voice of God. So I want to talk to you this morning about how you're listening. Here's what it says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6, out of the message translation. It says, listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, not just in some of the things you do, not just which church to go to, right? But listen to God's voice in everything you do. We did baby dedications and being a parent and being a husband and being a wife and being a student and being a young professional at your job. Man, listen to God's voice in everything you do and everywhere you go because it's not your good ideas that keep you on track. It's not your talents that keep you on track. It's not your abilities. It's not your 401k. It's not what all your friends are doing that will keep you on track. It is simply he's the one. The Lord who will keep you on track. But here's what happens for a lot of us. <clears throat> Here, here's what begins to occur. Is that somewhere along the line, we stop listening. Right? We, we know we should listen, but that doesn't kind of cross over to us actually listening. And so what I would like to tell you this morning are, are three points. My first point's really fast. My second point's really long. And my third point's kind of medium, right in there in the sweet spot. So, um, so today, the first point is this, never stop listening. Never stop listening. And you may think, well, duh, but hear me, never Stop listening. I love this quote. Um, it says, no one is as deaf as the man who will not listen. And probably if they're married, no one is as dead as the man who will not listen. Um, Proverbs 19.27 says, if you stop listening to instruction, my child, you will turn your back on knowledge. And the reason I love this verse right here is this, is that it is, 
I didn't say this in first service. This is just developing as I'm talking right now. Um, it is possible for you to become unwise, right? Just because you reach old age doesn't mean that wisdom traveled with you. I've seen a lot of people old that are dumb, right? Let's just let's call it the way it is. Like that, that gray hair, that no hair didn't bring wisdom necessarily. And I'm starting to get a lot of it, right? But when we decide to stop listening, here's what Proverbs says, when we don't listen, we cease to grow. We cease to gain knowledge. We cease to gain understanding. We cease to gain wisdom in our life. And it's crazy to me because there are certain chapters, there are certain places in life that we all have a tendency to not listen. One of them, I'm gonna hit these quick, is when we graduate college. We're used to listening and listening and being in class and listening. We've been at home you know, with our parents and we've been listening to professors and, and we get out and wanna do it on our own. And I am a fan of that. Listen, I don't want you to live in your parents' basement playing video games for the rest of your life. Go out, yeah. All you parents, that was your amen moment. But go out. It's too late now, you, but go out. Man, figure it out. Work, do the work, man. Don't just pray it happens. Work and make it happen sometimes. But go out and, and, and figure it out. But here's what happens is that we try to figure it out all on our own own, right? We're going to do it all by myself. I'm going, to, I'm going to figure this whole thing out all on my own, and you were never called to figure it out all on your own. That's why God surrounded you with a community of believers so that you can gain wisdom from somebody that's two stages ahead of you. Because I'm a big fan of not making the same mistake one of my friends has. Man, let me learn from their mistake. That's wisdom, right? I, I, understanding is understanding how I screwed up. I want wisdom to not screw up in the first place, right? And, and some of us, we're just trying to do it on our own, and we've stopped listening because we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be a self-made man. I don't find that anywhere in the Scriptures. Second place is this, when we get really good at what we do. When we become successful, we think we have arrived, can I tell you, success doesn't necessarily mean you have arrived. Because you and I, we never come to a place where we have arrived to where we don't still need to listen. Listening has no expiration date on it, right? There, there's no expiration date to listening. And just because you are good at what you do doesn't mean that you shouldn't still listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and listen to those that are around you, that are for you. Second, the third place is this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Some of you are like, this is your short point. Um, the third one is this, is that we think, man, you know, we, we become, our, our kids grow up, our kids get out of our house, we're a grandparent, or we're retired, and we think, well, you know what, I, I sh if I don't have it figured out by now, I'm not going to have it figured out, but that's not true. Man, keep listening. Keep gaining knowledge. Keep gaining wisdom. Keep gaining understanding. The only way that happens is when you and I listen. Because here's the, here's the whole reality of Proverbs. Just got done reading Proverbs again. I love Proverbs. I read it two to three times a year. And all throughout the book of Proverbs, it says this. Humility comes before honor. And pride comes before destruction. 
And if you humble yourself, you take time to listen. It's true. If you humble yourself, you're, you're seeking knowledge and you're seeking understanding and you're seeking wisdom. But if you're proud, you're too proud to listen and you're always talking. So the question is this, it, are you talking more or are you listening more? Because if so, one or the other, if you're talking more than you're listening, if you're giving advice rather than asking questions, probably you've got pride going on if you're talking and giving advice all the time and never asking questions and never taking time to listen. Don't, no matter where you are in life, whether you're starting and you're young or you're old, don't stop listening. The second thing I would tell you is this, block out so you can tune in. Block out so you can tune in. Mark Batterson's book um, he wrote called Whisper is a great book about hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. If you've not read it, it's a great um, tool, a great resource for you to check out. But in his book, he talks about the Tomatus effect, and I'm probably butchering that, but that's okay. Um, a renowned opera singer had mysteriously lost his ability to hit certain notes, even though those notes were well within his vocal range. Nobody could find out why until Dr. Tomatis, I love that name, I want to say tomato, um, so I may just say that, Dr. Tomato um, discovered that even an average opera singer produces 150, 140 decibel sound waves at a meter's distance. That is slightly louder than a military jet taking off from an aircraft carrier, and the sound is even louder inside one skull. That's why I don't like opera, see? Um, this discovery led to the diagnosis the opera singer had been deafened by the sound of his own voice. Selective, I love this. Selective muteness was caused by selective deafness. If you can't hear a note, you can't sing that note. And Dr. Tomatis said this. He said, the voice can only reproduce what the ear can hear. You can only reproduce what your ear can hear. And some of us, we are producing things we wish we weren't while not producing things we wish we were because we are listening and we are tuned in to the wrong thing. You gotta block out <coughs> so you can tune in. You gotta block out all the, because no man, we live in a noisy world, don't we? I mean, I mean, the, the moment you have a chance to have silence in your life, when you get in your car after you've dropped the kids off at school or daycare or you're getting in from work and you've got a chance to have some silence, we either get on our phone, we either play music from our phone or we turn our radio on and we're like, I, I, I have no silence in my life. Yeah, you do. You've got a whole car ride, right? But we choose noise. And as a result, we tune in to what we should be blocking out and we block out what we should be tuning into. So how do you, how do you hear your Father's voice in all this? How, how do you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you? And I, I'm reminded of when I played basketball in high school, <clears throat> and my dad was my little league coach growing up. And so I have been conditioned, as well as every other young man in this place, even my youngest daughter, Chloe, um, when she plays basketball, even at this point, she can hear my voice because I used to be her coach. And can I tell you, high school, the bands are playing, the fans are cheering, uh, my coach is yelling, other people are yelling, everything's going crazy. And in the middle, my dad's not a yeller, but if I was doing something wrong and he's like, Justin, do this, he would raise his voice and out of all that noise, 
voice. Can I tell you, I could hear my father's voice. Why? Because I was used to listening to my father's voice. Even in a gym full of people, I could hear my father's voice. Can I tell you how we, you and I, if you expect for everything to get quiet so you can hear your father's voice, it's probably not going to happen. You've got to learn to block out all the noise so you can tune in. How do you do that? How do you hear the Holy Spirit's voice? How do you hear your Heavenly Father's voice speak to you in a noisy, noisy world? The first way is this, the Word of God. You stay tuned in to the Bible. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 through 17 says this, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Here's what I love. The, the scripture says that the word of God is alive and active right? The words are alive and active. This means we don't just read the Bible. The Bible reads us, okay? The Bible reads us. It shows us what is wrong in our life, and God uses it to equip his people for his good work. Hear me. If you're going to hear the voice of God, you've got to be in the Word of God. And I know that's not the sexy answer. That's not the burning bush answer. That's not going to the Bethel conference and like, oh, I just heard from God. No, 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 no. If you're going to hear on a consistent basis from the Holy Spirit what he's speaking to you, man, you got to be in the Word of God. And some of you are going, but Justin, when I am dealing with a situation or a problem, it must be great to know where everything is in the Bible because you have a Bible degree and you went to Bible college, but, but I don't know how to do that. I don't know what the Word of God says about time management. I don't know what the Word of God says about depression or, or hate and unforgiveness or my marriage or about money or all the different things. How, how, it's great, but, but what is God saying to me in that time and in that area? I'm going to help you, and I'm going to give you something really, really practical to help you that is so practical, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. It's a thing called Google. I'm being real right now. You're like, shut up. I, you shut up. Um, <laughs> I'm being for real. We use Google for everything. Can I tell you when I'm doing research for sermons, I Google scriptures on forgiveness. And you know what? There's a whole slew of lists that just pops up. Scriptures. Like Open Bible is a great website. Bible Study Tools is another great site. Pathos is another great site. I mean, there's, there's all these things that will pop up if you will just Google, man, what does the, what does the Bible, what do the scriptures or what does the Bible say about time management? Boom, everything's going to pop up, and you're starting to let the Word of God be active and the Holy Spirit speak into your life in a specific area. If you don't know what to do, get into the Word of God, get into your Google search engine, and start getting into the Word of God. Instead of technology taking you away from your relationship with Jesus Christ, use it to push you towards your relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're you're going to block out so you can tune in. Man, you got to be in the Word of God. The second thing is this. You got to spend time with God. You got to spend time with them. When I spend time with people, I begin to know how people are going to think. I begin to know how people talk, and I begin to recognize their voice very, very easily. 
And you know what else starts happening? When I hang around enough people, a person for long enough, I start saying their mannerisms, their little quirky sayings, I start saying. I had a buddy named Justin Reichel, and every time I saw him, he'd go, yo, buddy, and I would say, yo, buddy, right? I've never said yo, buddy in my entire life until Justin Reichel came into my life, and then I'm saying yo, buddy all the time. I'm like, yo, buddy, yo, buddy, yo, and everybody's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's his fault, Right? The more time you spend with God, the more you begin to understand how he thinks, how he talks, and the sound and the nudging of his voice. Because here's the deal, when, when God speaks, I wish it was a burning bush, so it freaked me out and I'd know for sure, right? <laughs> I wish it was a donkey. I've seen God speak through a lot of people. Um, there's another word for donkey, so maybe I'm like, hey, maybe. <laughs> You're acting like a donkey, so maybe God's speaking through you. I don't know. Um, but is, I'm totally off track right now. <laughs> is the more time I spend with God, I start to understand how God speaks. And if you're going to be able to block out so you can focus in, you got to spend time with them. The last thing I would say is this, is you've got to stop moving and talking and learn to get still and quiet. You, this is a tough one. You gotta stop moving and talking and learn to get still and quiet. I don't know who this quote is from, but I love it. Never miss a good chance to shut up. Isn't that great? Never miss a good chance to shut up. Where are you gonna hear this? What other church, right? Stop moving and talking and learn to be still and quiet. Never miss a good chance to shut up. Did you, have you noticed the word listen contains the same letters that make up the word silent? The word listen contains the same letters that make up the word silent. And I'm convinced you can't listen really effectively until you get silent. And some of us, we are addicted to busyness, aren't we? We love to be busy because it sounds important. It sounds like we're effective, right? Oh, and our culture says, if you're not busy, you're not really effective. If you're not busy, you're not really doing everything you can and you should. But I would tell you this, I believe the scriptures say elsewise. And I think a lot of the reasons a lot of us aren't being effective is because we're buying into the myth of busy. And we start engaging and we start chasing after things that God has never called us to chase after and never called us to run after. But because we're busy, we don't take time to get slow and to get silent and to block out and really tune in. And here's what Jesus said to his disciples. He said this a ton. He said, he who has ears, let him hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus is saying this. Man, if, you, if you've got two ears, if you're not deaf, tune in. Tune in to what I'm about to say. Don't miss it, but lean in. And what I notice is when God speaks to us in that still small voice, when, when somebody tells you a whisper, you got to lean into that whisper, right? You got to get really, really close. And you can't be like, what are you saying? I can't hear a word you're saying right now. And they're like, shut up. I'm trying to talk about that person right next to me. And you're making a scene, right? Let's be real. But you lean into the whisper and you get quiet and you get still because you can't do it while running. Well, I was going to tell you that. You know, no, you can't do it. 
You got to get still and you got to get quiet. And that is something you've got to learn. You got to learn to get still. And you got to learn to get quiet because can I tell you why? We're uncomfortable getting still and we're uncomfortable getting quiet. We are because when we're not distracted by our busyness, then God gets to really deal with the things going on in our life. Man, learn to get still. Learn to get quiet. Learn to hear the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. But why? Right? I, I'm, I'm telling you how, but why, Justin? Like, if you're me, you're that why kid. Like, you're that two-year-old that's like, why, Mom? Why? Why? Why is it so crucial? Why? What does listening do for your life and for my life? Well, it does this. What you listen to determines your path. What you listen to determines your path. Here's what I will tell you. Who you listen to, what you listen to, the influences that are in your life that are speaking to you, will greatly, greatly influence the choices that you and I make. And the choices that you and I make determine the path that our life is on. It's not our good intentions that determine our path. It's not our five-year strategy that determines our path. It is not our dreams, but it is the choices you make determine the path your life takes. And your life is made up of the some choices that you have made. And if you're not careful, if you're not very very purposeful and blocking out so that you can listen to what God is speaking to your life, you will allow other influences, the culture, man, just other influences that aren't for you to speak influence in your life. And if you're not careful, you will find yourself on the wrong path. But understand this, check out what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter two. He says, my child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. This is so huge for us today. Tune your ear. Man, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate. Don't, don't go after the squirrel right now, right? Like squirrel, squirrel. No, no, no. Concentrate on understanding. And here's what happens when we do first when we do verses one and two, it says this, for the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding, and he grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. We are in a world that needs common sense right now, right? He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. If you don't know the right way to go, if you don't know what God's will is for your life, man, block out so you can tune in because he will speak to you if you will just take time to listen. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy, and wise choices will watch over you, and understanding will keep you safe. Here's the deal. I want verse 6 and 11 to happen in my life, but they're contingent on verse four, 1 and 2 being a reality in my life. Right? 
I want verse 6 and 11 to be, uh, uh, be in my life and for it to be present in my life, but that it's contingent on verse 1 and 2 being a reality that is presently happening in my life. This is what listening does for you. It says this in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 32 through 36. It says, and so my children, listen to me. For all who follow my ways are joyful. They're not missing out on life, right? They're not missing out on the good times. Follow my ways because all who follow my ways, all who listen to me, all who gain understanding, all who take time to block out and tune in, man, when they follow my ways, it always leads to joy and not regret. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Don't ignore it. Don't just know what to do and then ignore it and go on your own way. Don't ignore it. Joyful are those who listen to me, watching for me daily at my gates, waiting for me outside my home. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But those who miss me injure themselves. All who hate me love death. Those who miss me injure themselves. Here's what I would tell you. It's our last point. It's about listening and responding, not acting, then asking. It's about listening and responding, not acting, and then asking. One of the dumbest things I've ever heard, bit of advice that I have heard given that I have used, and you have used it, welcome to the club. It is this quote right here, better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permit. You know it, welcome to the club. Better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. Really? Let's think that through. <laughs> now, now, this is okay. Let me, we're coming into football season and, you know, parties at the house and queso and homemaking. This is okay if you're going back for a second helping of queso and your wife is like, Tommy, you know how cheese affects you. You go in, you dive in for seconds and let her deal with the fallout of that awesome choice, right? Like that's where you ask for free. Oh babe, I'm so sorry. You know, just that is an appropriate time to use that phrase. But here's the deal. Most of us, although we don't want to admit it, this is what a lot of us are doing. We start doing and engaging in things that God has never called us to do and engage in. And then we ask him to bless it. Right? Can I get a little personal? Um, as Karen Heck would say, in your Kool-Aid this morning. Some of you are engaged in relationships that are contrary to what Scripture says you should be engaged in. The Bible says, what does light have doing and meddling with darkness. They don't match. You can't be unequally yoked. Well, that, he's got a lot of potential, Justin, and all the normal guys aren't Christians. I get it. I get it. We're gone. Right? <laughs> Girls, can I tell you, the guys are saying the same thing. But we dive into a relationship, and we're like, God, if you'll just help me. That's not what he engaged you, what he told you to do. I'm not talking about married people. I'm talking about dating people right now. Some of us, we're running after things that God has never called us to run after. We're engaging in things that God has never called us to engage in. And here's what happens. And then when he doesn't help us, we get mad at him, right? How, how could you? How, how, how could you? 
How, how could you not do this? But some of us are running after things that God has not called. We are asking for forgiveness instead of listening and asking for permission. And some of us, we're listening. We know what God has asked us to do. We're just not responding to it. We're just not doing anything with the information. And here's what the Bible says in Luke chapter 11, verse 28. He says, he replied, Jesus replied, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Matthew chapter seven, verse 24 through 27, which is really appropriate to read today. It says this, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents, and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand, when rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. James 1 verse 22, James says this, the brother of Jesus says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says, otherwise you are only fooling yourselves. Man, you're just fooling yourself. Don't just know what to do. Do it, engage in it. I, I close with this. There was an African bishop, a book I was reading, who was asked, he's doing a conference with all these American pastors and um, all these miraculous things are happening in Africa and the, the whole village is being changed and people are getting saved and healings are happening. And I mean, schools are just totally exploding with this whole Jesus culture and it's just amazing. And all these pastors come and one pastor has the guts to say, why is what's happening in Africa not happening here in America? And the African bishop said this, he goes, we Africans... We hear what God is saying, and we apply what God is saying, and it changes us, and it changes our family, and it changes our school, and it changes our workplace, and it changes our society and culture. But you Americans hear what God is saying, and you think about it, and you ponder it, and you put it off, and as a result, you aren't changed, your family's not changed, your schools aren't changed, and your culture is never affected. Because we're, some of us, we're great at hearing it, but we're not great at obeying and responding to it. And I'm convinced, man, that there's a lot of us, we know what God is asking, but we just don't have the courage to dive in and go after it. And this morning, don't just hear it. Don't just listen for it, but respond to it because he wants to do dynamic and amazing things that you would never have done on your own. If you don't believe me, look at Moses and the Exodus. When, when they're leaving Egypt, Moses is saying, hey, we're gonna go the short way, and God goes, uh-uh, go the long way. And Moses is like, you sure? Because the short way, looks, this is really quick that way, right? And God leads them to where they're trapped when the Egyptians start chasing after him and they've got a sea here and the Egyptians are coming down on them. And I mean, all the Israelites are freaking out and rightfully so. Moses, you idiot, you blockhead, you dummy. Why did you take us this way? And Moses is freaking out. And what does God say? He says, get still, be still, and watch what the Lord does. Man, some of us, we just need to get still. We need to respond the way God wants to take us instead of the way that we want to go. 
and watch what the Lord does in our life just simply because you had the courage to be obedient. What do you need to block out so that you can tune in? Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for today, and I thank you, God, for your patience with me. Um, You're so patient with us. God, even when we refuse to listen, even when we We're going to do it our way. We're going to do it our way. Lord, you are still patient with us. And so, Lord, this morning, I pray that we would come back to the fundamentals. The fundamentals of following you. I'm not always talking. I'm not asking for, for just forgiveness. But, Lord, asking for permission. God, waiting and taking time to hear from you, to tune in to your voice, Holy Spirit, to be a student of the Word. God, Jesus, to spend time with you and just, man, to slow down and listen because, Lord, what we listen to determines the path we take so often. So, Lord, don't let us just dismiss this, but let us realize how crucial this moment is, how crucial this fundamental is, that if we're going to end up where our life, where you are longing it to be, God, I pray that we would have ears to hear where you are calling us to go, and that we wouldn't just hear you, we wouldn't just listen to you, but God, that we would respond to you so that our lives would be changed, our family's life would be changed, that the culture would be changed just because we're being obedient to where you are wanting to lead us. Lord, I pray, move in our hearts and let us be attentive to what you are wanting to speak to us with heads bowed and eyes closed this morning if you're here you say Justin I'm here and I don't know Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior we want to give you that chance you may be here this morning and you say man the proverb that says those who miss me just injure themselves that's me this morning Somewhere along the line, I just missed it. Maybe you're here and you've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of your life. We want to give you that chance. This morning, maybe you're here and you just fell away somehow, some way. You say, you know what, Justin, today it's about me recommitting my life to him coming back home. If that's you, when I count to three, all I want you to do is lift your hand and we're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here this morning? Yeah, there's one, there's two, there's three. Is there anyone else? You join these hands that are lifted. Yeah, there's somebody else. There's four. You just, yeah, there's five. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me today. Yeah, I see your hand. There's six. Is there anyone else? Before we go any further in service, you say, Justin, that's me today. And I want to join these six hands that are lifted before we go any further in service, before we get away from this point, man. You just say, man, I've just missed it somewhere along the way. And you join these six people or so that have raised their hand. If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I've sinned, that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I pray that your grace, your love and forgiveness would enter my life. I turn away from the life I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Can we give these seven or so individuals a huge round of applause? Yeah. Hey, if you raise your hand, please do this for us. We believe everybody has a next step. We believe everybody, this is a journey. Growing equals changing and changing equals growing, right? Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at Nicole at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.